Hello and welcome to South Asia Chat, a podcast series brought to you by the Institute of South Asian Studies at the National University of Singapore. I'm your host, Nitya Subramanian, an editor at the Institute. On 13th October 2021, the foreign ministers of Israel and United Arab Emirates met the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, in Washington, DC. In less than a week, India joined them for the first virtual meeting in a new forum with a stated aim of promoting trade, maritime, and energy security. This new grouping has been popularly called the Second Quad, drawing many comparisons with the original Quad. To share more insights into this development, we have with us Professor P.R. Kumaraswamy, who teaches contemporary Middle East at Jawaharlal Nehru University, New Delhi. He has contributed to several publications, the latest being a co-authored book titled India's Saudi Arabia Policy, Bridge to the Future. We have also discussed this book in our bookshelf section. In October 2009, he set up the Middle East Institute, New Delhi, and now serves as its honorary director. Thank you for joining us today, Prof. Um, Thank you very much for inviting me. Let me start by asking you a very basic question. Recently, there has been much talk about the second quad comprising the US, India, Israel, and the UAE. This comes after the Trump administration signed the Abraham Accords last year. Could you share some background to this new development and what is the principal aim of this grouping? Um, I know, as you're very familiar, The Abraham Accord facilitated normalization of relations between Israel and several Arab countries in the Gulf, particularly Bahrain and uh, Emirates. And the Biden administration want to consolidate the relationship and uh, promote Israel's normalization with the Arab world. And the Quad comes within that context. That is having a relationship with Israel has been a problem for several Arab countries because of the non-resolution of the Palestinian question. The Abraham Accord actually created a, 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 a avenue whereby it is possible for the Arab countries to normalize relations with Israel even without resolving the Palestinian question. So still it is a very fragile and therefore the Biden administration wants to consolidate the Israel-Arab relationship by bringing in a third player like India. That is a context in which you can see the triangular meeting in Washington suddenly become a quad a week later. As things stand today, the primary objectives seem to be economics rather than politics and security. Even the maritime component is largely to do with economics rather than any major security dynamics. Thank you. And actually, that um, brings me, connects very well to my second question, where the original quad comprising India, the US, Australia, and Japan was focused on security. But in the last meeting in September, the first in-person meeting between the leaders, there seemed to be a shift in focus with sectors such as technology, space, climate change, and vaccine diplomacy um, coming into uh, focus. So, Uh, While the second quad also seems to be focusing on economy and technology and other sectors. So how do you think this quad will actually be different from the original quad? 
you know the, the original plot had a china component in the negative sense of the word at the different degrees all these countries are concerned about china so therefore the original plot is largely seen as an anti china enterprise but if you look closely this present squad do not have a common concern for all the four countries and therefore focusing on economy and lesser on maritime issues makes a lot of sense as a starting point we don't know how this will evolve over a period of time but making an economics and infrastructure focus is rather sensible for all the four countries to make a big So what do you think would be some of the benefits India can accrue from being part of this second quad? I know more than the other two countries India would gain substantial. Because the other two countries Israel and the United States have been developing a whole range of relationship in the last one year in terms of investment in tourism travel expo, you know even taking part in the military exercises and a whole range of things and if you look at carefully all the other three countries want to have greater economic engagement not in terms of trade but also in terms of investment joint venture and other areas somehow india is not able to keep is with that demand and therefore taking india on board is objectively speaking is not a sensible thing for israel and the united states because there you know their economic and progress in all these years was brought about by more professionalism and lesser waiting time and that is actually alien to india there is what you normally familiar with indian stretchable time nothing gets done within a specific time frame Therefore, by joining hands with the other two countries, which are, I would say, I would say, restless in terms of executing the project, India will have to change. I think that is going to be a unintended consequences of Quad. India's professionalism will have to improve if the Quad has to survive. Otherwise, India will be relegated from the Quad. I'll become a dormant player. so therefore the compulsions will force india to be more active more professional and in terms of executing things uh, in a within a quick time frame and if you notice carefully india does great things only under compulsion so the professionalism in indian execution of economic projects will be one of the greatest benefits of the quad people but the other countries will also benefit while israel and emirates relationship is very good but you know they need a larger player like india to gain regional legitimacy so they will also gain legitimacy by taking india on board and that is important for the united states you know us israel relationship is one realm but taking india on board would mean india is willing to take a much greater role in regional politics. second thing i would say is until now from 1947 india's relations with the middle east is always bilateral now in the by adding israel into the picture india is now taking a more regional approach towards the uh, persian gulf 
it is no longer a bilateral affair because israel will be a player either through bahrain or through emirate or indirectly through saudi arabia which means india will have to evolve a regional policy with israel as an important comp but uh, we have also seen the us um, reduce its middle east footprint to basically focus on china on the china threat and you did mention that india will um, be shouldering greater responsibility in the region so could you elaborate on that what kind of responsibility would india be expected to shoulder you know not only the united states even the gulf countries wanted a greater indian role in the regional but india was either hesitating because lacking a comprehensive policy or it wants to be a free dial right which is no longer possible with the us more inclined towards the indo pacific so which basically means india will be compelled to play a greater role in the region which would mean two things one is engagement will be beyond the economic realms and at least in the short run i would say that india will be asked to play a role in the freedom of navigation which is once again an enormous challenge for it it will not be a merely a military aspect it is largely a commercial transaction meaning india should be part of a regime that will ensure the freedom of navigation of all the vessels irrespective of the flags which means india will have to cooperate cajole and coordinate with all the countries in persian gulf including iran which is actually a good news for iran by taking iran on board similarly it's a good news for emirates and israel meaning india could be some sort of a via media with saudi iran so that is probably what i would say shouldering responsibility will most probably begin with a freedom of navigation especially in the uh, strait of hormuz which means ensuring or minimizing the accidents at sea whether deliberate or otherwise that would be the major sh- uh, shift probably india will have to shoulder uh, under the new circumstances talking about iran now this by india joining this second quad do you think uh, this would pose a, this would be a challenge to its relationship with iran iran is after all an important partner for india in meeting its energy needs connectivity to central asia and also in a way handling the taliban governed afghanistan so how do you think this would impact that relationship i think i will put two things i will put china and iran into the picture you know some see the quad as an anti china enterprise india may have a one sets of opinion to a lesser extent the united states but emirates and israel do not see china as an adversary they have an enormous economic relationship with china and moreover china has an enormous instruments at its disposal to retaliate so iran uh, sorry israel and emirates do not see the quad as anti china and similarly israel may have a problem with iran to a lesser extent even emirates may have a disagreement india do not see iran as an adversary to a lesser extent the biden administration do not see iran as an adversary 
And therefore, all the four of them have to work in some sort of an understanding. By excessive focus on Iran, will probably antagonize or displease India. Similarly, excessive focus on China will displease Israel and the Yemenis. So therefore, if four of them have to work together, they may have to convey their disagreement or dissatisfaction on China and Iran, but without making China or Iran as the focus of the war. And, and that is how I view. So Iran will be there because of Israel concern. China might be there because if India wants to do that, but as an organization, Quad cannot be anti-China or anti-Iran because some of the members do not share the views of the other. And therefore, it is unlikely that Iran could be the focus. But there would be a secondary or unintended risk. Iran has been indifferent towards India on a host of issues, including Afghanistan. India, Iran doesn't want a major role. So therefore, the Quad, if India is able to handle it carefully, could be a leverage for India to seek a greater role in Afghanistan via Iran. I think that is what I would say an unintended benefit uh, for India. Well, thank you. That was a very good perspective. And uh, this leads me to the final question. Um, by being a prominent member of the second quad, how can India avoid being dragged into the many crucial and sensitive geopolitics of the Middle East, including the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? I think, you know, by sticking to the original goals. If the goal, as far as we know, is economic, infrastructure, maritime security, innovation. So if you stick to the original goals, India could avoid a number of conflicts on this region. And because that is the best way to do it. If you want to expand the agenda, then we might get into problems. But expanding agenda in the economic realm, like climate change, fighting COVID, we once again will be consolidating the group. But if we get into political agenda or a security issues, then we might be a problematic situation. Therefore, as long as we stick to the original goals, I don't see any problems in that. The second thing is you are talking about uh, internal divisions. And that is the problem. The moment the Quad becomes more focused on Iran, India will be sucked into the Chiasuni differences. I think that is something India should avoid both for the strategic reasons and also for the domestic compulsions. If you look at it, India has one of the largest Shia population outside of Iran. So therefore, if you mishandle the situation of the Arab-Persian differences or Shia-Sunni differences in the Persian Gulf, we may have a much serious problem domestically. And therefore, these are the two things, you know, if you avoid Iran, if you avoid politics, you may have much coherent group. On the Israeli-Palestinian case, you know, if you look at among the four players, only the United States seem to be more eager on the Palestinian fact. The other three countries are almost on the same page. While they want the resolution of a Palestinian question, they don't see as a precondition 
for Israel's normalization with the outside world. So in that context, I don't see any problem in India's involvement in the Quad, antagonizing or complicating the Israeli-Palestinian question. What might happen, however, is when there is a violent upsurge next time, you might find Israel and Emirates conveying the disagreements rather indirectly and in private to Israel rather than making them public. So that kind of situation is likely because of the Quad arrangement. Thank you so much, Professor Kumaraswamy, for joining us at South Asia Chat. It was a pleasure having you today and speak to us about the second Quad. Thank you for inviting me. You were listening to South Asia Chat. To learn more about our work, visit us at isas.nus.edu.sg. Also follow us on our social media handles, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.